to another broadcast of On The Go <laughs> with LFHHM. I'm Sister Anne, and what a wonderful day it has been. It has been a blessed day. Why? Because we are still in the land of the living, and in this evening, on this evening, our minds are still on Jesus. Amen. Did he keep us today? He kept me. Hallelujah. And he kept me all week. I give him glory. God has brought me a mighty long way. And I am so thankful. I'm thankful for who he is. I'm thankful for who he's made me to be. Hmm? Aren't you? Oh, come on now. If it had not been for Jesus, for the Lord on our side, where? Where in the world would we be? Whew, I know. Come on now. That's why I get uh, I, I get excited. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. I get excited and I love on the Lord. Yes, I do. Yeah, thanks for joining. I'm Sister Ann. If I didn't say it before, I'll say it again. <laughs> I just tickle myself sometimes, huh? Yeah, and you know, we are just hanging out here. We're going to enjoy Jesus for a little while today, uh, just to hang out and enjoy his word. Thank you, Jesus. Now, you know, we've been studying, we've been studying uh, the series, The Purpose Driven Life book. Mm -hmm. We've been kind of, well, we've been on the subjects of it. Now, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I had to dust it off. I don't know whether or not you have this book. Uh, you know, it's it's an old book. You might be able to find it at one of those uh, bookstores. You know how they do the play it again bookstore or something like that where used bookstore and you might be able to find one that's in a, in good shape there. But, you know, the thing about this book that I enjoy is that you use it like a devotional and it makes you think it does devotionals that are in the word of God and they use the word of God to help us to go through them and to enjoy the word of God and learn the word of God. So it's kind of like a Bible study and uh, it, it also kind of gets you focused on what's next, that type thing. That's what I like about it. And really, the main thing that I enjoy about it is that it does direct you and keep you focused on purpose, mm -hmm. on purpose. You know, life is, is a gift. And, you know, they say that uh, we live in the present. It's a present from God, kind of a pun on words, right? A play on words. But it is a gift. And we should live life on purpose. There are so ooh, 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 many distractions. Oh, my goodness. And that's kind of explained, too, in the Word of God, isn't it? So many distractions, you know. 
We are uh, celebrating. Big shout out to, to all of the uh, volunteers, the LFHHM volunteers that pray with us and pray for us. But we are celebrating Black History Month. And this is, uh, it's a month where we get a chance to focus. It might be a month, but you know, I'm an African-American woman and I get to celebrate every day, every day that the Lord sins. <laughs> I get to celebrate being an African-American woman. Hallelujah. And you know, that's a rich heritage, a rich culture, because we've been through something as African Americans. And one thing about it, um, in that the Bible explains that the children of God, the chosen children of God, yes, the example that the Lord people, the people that he chose to be his people. Yeah, they went through what we went through too. Yeah. Enslaved in Egypt and then brought out of slavery. God brought them out with a high hand, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Drowned old Pharaoh's army, drowned Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea, destroyed the enemy to where that enemy was not coming after the children of Israel again, no more at all. That enemy, and even to this day, they have never risen to the previous power or glory that they were during that time. Egypt, a great nation, but you know, great, you know, country, come on, you know, there are some Christians in Egypt too. And big shout out to the Christians in Egypt. We're not talking about that. We're talking about God. We're talking about how he brought his people out with a high hand. And even being a Christian, whether you are in America, whether you are in a country in Europe, whether you're in a country in Asia, Southeast Asia, India, whether you're in a country in Africa, huh? whether you're in the con- a country in the Middle East, we are all saved. We have to get saved huh? God's way. And that is what his miraculous, wonderful word reveals to us. Hallelujah. So, you know, the the likeness that what we have been through here in America uh, as experiencing slavery. But the Bible does explain, too, how how the children of Israel, even though they were brought out of slavery, brought out and delivered with a high hand where God just vanquished the enemy and all that, they still had a slave mentality, didn't they? Huh? And they had to, God had to uh, deal with them and teach them and train them. And those that were stubborn and wanted to go back to the old way of life, yeah, they wandered in the wilderness. The children of Israel wandered in the wilderness until the old ways of thinking until those that were brought out of slavery and they didn't want to let go of the old slave mentality, how they wandered in around in the wilderness until all of them had passed, all of them had died. And then the new generation was allowed to go into the promised land. Well, you know, there are some parallels. There are some parallels. And I was looking at how even... 40 years, you know, it, that's that number 40 is kind of a, a very special number, even personally speaking. 
40, by the time you're 40, you know, you're almost, you're there to the point where, hey, you're almost saying, hey, look, I got this. I know I can do this, right? By the time you're 40, you are in your career and you're, you're really doing great things and you know what you're, what you're dealing with. You know, there's a lot that, that you've learned and overcome. And by the time you're 40, you're ready to live the rest of your life, right? Well, you know, the 40 years where the children of Israel hung out in the wilderness to get rid of that old mindset, that old way of thinking, you know, even even when once we get saved, it takes a while sometimes, doesn't it? I'm not talking about the excuses that people make. Uh, they're Christian and but, you know, they, it, um, it's OK. God knows my heart. I'm going to still sin because. I want to, and where I'm driven away by my own lust and desires, and I'm not trying to study. I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm a Christian. I'm going to go to church, but I'm not going to live anything. We're not talking about that Christian. That Christian has a long way to go. I'm questioning. I wonder whether or not the Christian has even been delivered, whether whether they're Christians or not, whether they've even really been delivered. If you can go through all those changes and and fake it, you know, what is, you can't really fake it until you make it. You got to know that you know when it comes to salvation. But even in that, you know, I was just thinking, it's like, okay, what are we looking to do? Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's grow up. Let's live on purpose. Let's get to the point where we can focus on the word of God and that we're happy to hear it. Hmm? that we prefer it and that we choose the word of God, his right way, as opposed to our own way. Hmm? Yeah. Well, the thing about purpose-driven life today, and we're just going to room a zoom, zoom on into some of this, um, in this little study here, but uh, it's uh, the reason for everything. The reason for everything. That's day seven of the purpose-driven life. Let's go ahead. I'm going to share this screen here. And this screen has information. We're just going to grab our, our little presentation there. And the reason for everything. Hmm. Now, you might wonder. I do. Why? Why is this happening? <laughs> Why in the world is this happening? God, do you see what's going on? And I'm talking about that from a perspective as a Christian, as one who has been born again and a person who has dedicated most of their adult life to the ways of the Lord and who's focused on the ways of the Lord, right? Yeah, why? The reason for everything. Hmm. Let's look at a couple of scriptures. Now, here's the thing. You know the drill. Go ahead and break out your Bible. Yeah, break it out and turn to some of these scriptures. Turn. You might as well. We're going to hang out for a few minutes and hang out and get to know the Lord a little bit better from his word, a little bit more of his word. Might as well. And get the version that you have. Get your Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, go ahead and write down the scriptures. And, um, you know, take a look at them. You know, maybe you have a mobile Bible. Maybe it's on your phone. Maybe it's on your tablet. Uh, but it's a good idea to get that written word of God. And get a version that you can understand. 
The Parallel Bible is a great Bible where on one side, it's King James Version. And you a lot of times when you go to church, they'll read that King James Version. And then on the other side, it's a study version like uh, Amplified. And I usually read out of the Amplified when I come on my broadcast so that it's a little clearer. I don't have to work to explain it so much, right? We can read it. We can read with an understanding, get an understanding. So get your Bible, hang out a little bit, and let's turn to Romans. Now, Romans is in the New Testament for all the newbies out there. Uh, Romans chapter 11. So we're going to turn to the book of Romans chapter 11. And then we're going to start at verse 33. So let's check out that scripture. Amen. Romans chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. And the reason for everything, keep that in mind. That is the theme. That's what this day seven is talking about. It's asking the reason for everything. Hmm. Let's go ahead and read. So it says, verse 33, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unfathomable, inscrutable, unsearchable are his judgments, his decisions, and how untraceable, mysterious, undiscoverable are his ways, his methods, his paths. For he for who has known the mind of the Lord and who has understood his thoughts? Or who has ever been his counselor? Or who has the first given God, who has first given God anything that he might be paid back or that he could claim or recompense? Or from him and through him, that's capital letter H, talking about God, or from him and through him and to him, are all things or all things originate with him and come from him all things live through him and all things center in and tend to consummate and to end in him to him be glory forever amen so be it Well, I think that Romans just knocked it out the park. It just hit it just right on time, didn't it? It said it's all about God. He is the reason for everything. Or from him and through him and to him are all things. For all things, verse 36, for all things originate with him and come from him. All things live through him and all things center in and tend to consummate and to end in him. To him be glory forever. I don't know anyone else, any human being, I don't care who it is, nothing or no one, I don't care what God in the past, present, uh, uh, or whatever think that God they think they can come up with. No one has ever been able to claim that. 
or declare that. You know, there's a lot of false gods out there. There's a lot of copycats down through the ages. And they're saying, okay, well, here's Jesus Christ. And it, it seemed to model the same as what these older uh, uh, gods or whatever explain themselves to be. But you know what? No one, no one has been bold enough, can even profess to be bold enough to say who they are and to declare who they are in the way that God declares who he is. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. That was, whew, that was big. All right. Let's go ahead and turn to, let's turn to Proverbs chapter 16. All right. Proverbs chapter 16. And I'll go ahead. I think I've marked my Bible today. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 16. And we're going to look at verses one through five. Now, I like the book of Proverbs because it's like a book of wisdom. Mm -hmm. It um, Proverbs were, uh, that was the word that was sent forth. And it's been, um, it's been uh, credited to being written by King Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived. All right. So we know he's got something on this. He's got something to say about this. So let's look at Proverbs chapter 16, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 5. All right. The plans of the mind and orderly thinking belong to man. But from the Lord comes the wise answer of the tongue. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the spirits, the thoughts, and intents of the heart. Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts. To become agreeable to his own will, to his will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. The Lord has made everything to accommodate itself and contribute to its own end and his own purpose. Even the wicked are fitted for that role, for their role. For the day of calamity and evil, everyone proud and arrogant in heart is disgusting, hateful, and exceedingly offensive to the Lord. Be assured, I pledge it, they will not go unpunished. Not through that end. Mm, I threw that in because it's a lot of arrogant, proud, puffed up people think they have this thing all wrapped up. Think that they're going to orchestrate something in this world that God has not purposed for it to happen. Mm, God, like, like God is like they're going to thwart that they're un going to undercut that they're, they're going to disturb, disrupt or mess up the plans that God has already established from the beginning. Mm. Um, verse four, I like it. It says the Lord has made everything to accommodate itself and contribute to its own end and his own purpose. That's God. Even the wicked are fitted for their role. In other words, 
even the wicked. Look, y'all think when I say y'all, now if I didn't, if it's not you, don't get upset. Because <laughs> I'm not wicked. I don't practice being wicked. I don't practice trying to act the fool and connive and undercut and murder and clown folk. No, deceive and lie. I don't do that. See, that's what wicked people do. So since my mind isn't on that, I don't I don't claim that. Hey, come on. Amen. Sister Reza Singleton. God bless you. Good evening, sis. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do that. So I'm not trying to get offend anybody. We're not trying to offend anybody. If, if I say, okay, you're wicked, I'm you're not, if you're not wicked, it's not you. If you save and pressing your way, come on, it's not you. But it says, even in verse four, it says, to its own end and his own purpose, even the wicked are fitted for their role. See, the, the wicked have a have a place. When they clown, it's a there's a there's a reason why. Because God is going to work everything out for the good anyway. So when they think that they're overcoming, they're they're um, making making a, a dent in whatever plan God has. No, they're not doing that. Their role, even the, the what they're doing, it's it was already accounted for because God knew what they were gonna do. Hallelujah. All right, let's look at this last scripture, and then we're gonna talk about this one word. And then we're going to get on with our praise break. But let's look at this last scripture. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Okay, now this is Hannah. Hannah is Samuel's mom. Hannah is Samuel. Now, Samuel was a prophet. He He was given to Hannah. Hannah wanted a child really bad. And she was married to a husband that loved her, but they together didn't have any children. Now, this was back in the day. And in this situation, it was a polygamous situation where this, the husband had another wife. Don't get any ideas, guys. I believe God made it perfect when he created Adam and Eve. One man, one woman. That was his perfect will, his intention. That's what he wanted. All right. So anyway, the other wife was uh, having children, but Hannah wasn't, you know, she didn't have any children. And here, this is the, the, when God did bless Hannah, Samuel was the son that God gave Hannah and her husband. Okay. Now, verse one, Hannah prayed and said, my heart exults in triumphs in the Lord. My horn, my strength is lifted up in the Lord. My mouth is no longer silent, for it is open wide over my enemies, because I rejoice in your salvation. Talking about God, capital letter Y. Okay, so Hannah had, she was praying. And that was a, a prayer that she's, look, my heart exalts. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So when you when you see folks that when they dance on the praise breaks, uh, they're happy. Their heart is happy. They're overjoyed. 
And, you know, they're giving God the glory. Thank you, Jesus. She says that she's using, she's using her mouth. She says, my mouth is no longer silent for it is open wide over my enemies. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you know, how you like me now? Huh? How you like my baby bump now? Because I rejoice in your salvation. And here's the thing. It wasn't taunting, but what taunting the other wife, but what it was, it was giving God the glory. That's what she said she did. I rejoice in your salvation. You know, it's nothing like being saved. There's nothing like it. There's no other life worth living besides a saved life. You know, we can we can doubt. There are times where we doubt, fall short, wonder, huh? wonder why the reason for this. But then when we bring it back and understand that God is the reason for everything that it's in him we live and breathe and move and have our being that it's because of him hallelujah that we rejoice it's because of his salvation come on let's look at verse two for there is none holy like the lord this is hannah Ooh, i felt that for there is none holy like the lord there is none besides you, capital letter Y-O-U. There is no rock like our God. Isn't our God holy? Isn't, isn't he magnificent and awesome? Isn't he stable? He's, he's the rock of our salvation. Come on. He's the, the chief cornerstone. He, he, he's the one that everything else is built upon. He's the reason. Come on. Verse three, talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance go forth from your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge and by him actions are weighed again. Now, here's another one. And talking about what people are saying saying, you know, the arrogant, the proud, you know, your arrogance again, let no, let not arrogance go forth from your mouth. People say, you know, it's all about me. Oh, wow. I did this. I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps and I built it. No, you didn't. You didn't wake yourself up this morning. Even God woke you up. We, we read that in Romans. How it was all about him and him and, and for him. Come on. No, no, you didn't. It's the mercies of God. She says, look, let not arrogance go forth from your mouth for the Lord is a God of knowledge. He's the one that knows. He's the one that's done it for us. Hmm? And by him, actions are weighed. So he knows. And then he's going to weigh some things. He's going to measure some things out. You know, the word of God says, be sure your sins will find you out. Mm-hmm. They will. They're going to find you out. In other words, people are going to see them. Things are going to happen. You're not going to be able to keep it under the covers. God knows everything. And it's it's not that he's going to snatch the covers off of you. But you have to see where we have to see where we are. And I say we. Because we want to examine ourselves. We want to make sure that, look, what we're doing or what is what we're doing according to the word of God. Is it okay with him? Is God all right with that? Hallelujah. Because he's holy. 
And we can do that too. We can be holy because we're, we're imitating, we're emulating him. We're, we're, we're surrendering our lives to him and he's living his life through us because we said, yes, we've surrendered our will and way the way of sin and surrendered it for his way of holiness and righteousness. James says that we're drawn away because of our own lusts. Well, we've set our own lusts and desires down because we know that it's it's not what's up. It's not it's not what God is calling for. But we know God's ways are perfect. Hallelujah! And when we, he's he's happy and he's pleased when we hang out in his way, he's the reason for everything. Yes, come on. Now I did want to share this. Now this is a um. I'm going to stop sharing this uh, slide here. And I'm going to go on over here to this. I found this little web page. And it was very, it's, it's cute. Amen. So let, praise God, Sister Risa. Amen to you, my sis. This um, website, let's see. Let me go here. It says, does God know everything? And it talks about the word omniscient. And I wanted to go here because, you know, I want you to see that there is some good research out there. Now, we take the word of God, the Bible, as, as the end, the end uh, result in the, in the study and what the word of God says. So we don't we don't take what's on the Internet and then try to see you know, whether or not it's in the word of God, we take the word of God. And then what's on the internet, if it's saying what's in the word of God, then we know. Mm. But this a man, his name is Don Stewart. He says, does God know everything? And he's telling us a little bit about the word omniscient. We talked about the word omniscient in, uh, on Sundays that, that, that together with him broadcast. That's an attribute that God has. That's something that God is. Right. So the word omniscient, it comes from two Latin words, omnis, meaning signifying all and sentia, signifying knowledge. And it says here, when we say that God is omniscient, it means that he has perfect knowledge of all things. He does not have to learn anything. And he does not forget anything. God does not have to reason things out, find out things, or learn them gradually. He knows everything that has happened and everything that will happen. God also knows every potential thing that might happen. God knows those things that mankind has yet to discover. This knowledge is absolute and unacquired. The omniscience of God means that he has perfect knowledge, perfect understanding, and perfect wisdom as to how to apply the knowledge. And that's something, uh, looks like brother Don Stewart wrote, and he's out here on the blueletterbible.org. And that. I had to show it. I had to share it. I mean, it's like what we read in, in Romans, hmm? that Roman scripture that we read, amen, 
that it was just, uh, it just went there. Hmm? Didn't it go there? Romans chapter 11, verses, thir- really verse 36. Amen. For from him and through him and to him are all things, for all things originate with him and come from him. All things live through him and all things center in him and tend to consummate and to end in him. To him be glory forever. See, so he just kind of broke it down. And I like the way that he broke that down. Big ups to Don Stewart on that website that he has here, blueletterbible.org. Yes. All right. I tell you, it is just something. It's something to hear and to read that word of God and to know what it says. It gets me excited. Let's go ahead and dive into our praise break. Now, this praise break is a little lengthy one, but we're going to enjoy it. And then we're going to come back and pray. And if you want to put something in the chat here about, you don't have to put a whole lot. Just a little pray for me or pray for a situation, whatever. It doesn't have to be details. Call out a name, uh, just first name, call out, just like, you know, God knows. But if you have a prayer request, you can go ahead and throw that in too in the chat. But we're going to go ahead and share this praise break. And it's crazy, a band crazy praise break. And we got this out. It's the brothers out here that are just. They're actually rehearsing, but there's something in the background. They're rehearsing. And, you know, you wonder about what we do for God. Okay. Now we do choir rehearsal. And back in the day, we did choir rehearsal. You do praise, praise team rehearsal. Hmm? There, there, are pra- there are practical reasons why you practice your crap. You don't want to just give God anything. But these brothers were just into it. And I enjoyed this praise break. Let's enjoy this band crazy praise break. All right, here we go.
another 15 or 20 minutes Woo! giving god the glory <laughs> oh god you are so awesome and mighty and wonderful hallelujah oh glory hallelujah you know it is wonderful to be saved yes it is it's wonderful you know, you could you could think about all the time when you would get dressed. I do. Uh, I've thought about the times where I've gotten dressed. Now, I really wasn't a clubber, but I thought I could slide my way in. You walk in like, you know, you know, and you're gonna go in there and you're just gonna show out and thinking you're all that in a bag of chips. But you know what? There is nothing. There is nothing that can beat. There's nothing that can compare to the praise of God that comes down on the inside of you. 
Hallelujah. You talk about what's on the outside, how you're looking, huh? It's what's on the inside. God on the inside, standing up in you. Hallelujah. You praise and giving God the glory. And you know what? It's all right. It's all right. When you can think about who he is, hallelujah, and give him glory. People say, oh, well, you know, you should just wait till you, the spirit comes upon you. You know, when I, when the spirit, when I think of the goodness, that's the Holy Spirit reminded me of how good he is. And I have the right to praise him right there. Hmm right there. If I want to dance, I'll praise him. If I want to lift up my voice and sing the song, I'll praise him. Hallelujah. Because he's worthy. He is so worthy to be praised. Glory. Hallelujah. My my little cousin. Look at my little cousin. Hmm? Brother Carl Price, the third. He says, love you. Brother, I love you too. That that man, oh Lord, we're gonna have to get him on, let him share his testimony. Hallelujah. How he how he goes in. He's a soldier and he's been in the military for years, made career out of it, several couple of branches. But the thing is, is that look, he's still pressing to know God. He's still pressing to know God. He hasn't given up, just thrown his hands up, walked away. No, this is a man. He's a military man, but he's a Christian. See, and, you know, that's a testimony in itself. Hallelujah. My sis, my sis. Hallelujah. Uh, Sister Reza. Hmm. All right. So here we go. Now, here's a testimony that she has. Hmm. And, but, and, and we're going to go here. She says, continue, Sister Reza says, continue to lift me up in prayer. God has really been good to me in every area of my life. I'm doing things that only God has the power over me to do. He has given me the spirit of discernment and I am loving every minute of it. You know, that's a very important gift. Mm. That's a very important gift to be able to discern what's really going on. Yeah, you can see slew foot. Mm-hmm. You can see all the little imps and situations, not judging, mm-hmm. but you can see to pray in that direction. You can see so that you're not going to go in that direction to fall prey to it or get, if fall in a pitfall or whatever issue that the enemy has set up every every uh loophole or or pothole or whatever you can avoid it because you see really what's going on god it gives people the gift of discernment so that they can also share what they see everybody can't see it things that's going on you know the bible says that you know people are destroyed for their lack of knowledge then this is people of god they're destroyed for their lack of knowledge they don't know well when you have a discerning gift of discernment you can share, you can see what's going on and you can share what's going on so that the enemy is not, uh, it has take, you know, he's not hiding out and waiting to boo, you know, no, you know, what's going to happen We're we're not ignorant to Satan's devices. I love that gift of discernment. I think that, you know, if we're going to go there, even God, he says, when he was talking to Abraham, he says, you know, before he went down to Sodom and Gomorrah to destroy, he says, should I keep this thing for my friend Abraham? You know, God will show us things if we just hang out with him. 
You know, I love that scripture, Psalm 91, dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, by abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. I love that. See, because when we stick close to him, he's not going to allow the enemy to come up and do things. It's not, it won't be a surprise. Yeah, not that, you know, sometimes we're going to go through some things, but it won't be a surprise. We can see it coming. And that's a wonderful gift. We're going to continue to pray. We'll do that. Uh, lifting a, a Sister Reza up in prayer. She's a wonderful woman of God and blesses the ministry by participating. Huh? She's looking in the chat and participate. She's been on a couple of times too and shared her testimony. Praise God for her. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah. We just thank you for this time, for this moment in time that you have given us to come and to hang out together, to be on the go hmm, with you, on the go to reach out and touch each other. And that your word will reach out and touch. Your praise break will reach out and touch. Hallelujah and minister. We thank you that this time has been set aside and that your word has gone out and it will accomplish and seek out what it was intended to do. Hallelujah. The reason why and people will understand and embrace this, that you are the reason why. We thank you for the revelation in our own hearts and minds, the opportunity to come to you in salvation and praise and worship you for salvation. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, that you are God. And besides you, there is no other. It's because of you that we live, that we breathe, that we have our very, very being. It's because of you, God, that we're even sitting here these moments. God, that you've kept our minds all week, that you've kept our hearts, that you've turned us to this direction to, to come and hang out. God, it's, it's all about you, for you, because of you, in you. Hallelujah. Your spirit. Hallelujah. We're walking in you, in your word. Thank you, Jesus. It's all about you, God. You are the reason why. Thank you for your omniscience. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you for being all knowing. Thank you, Lord. That God, the God, the one and only true God, the Lord. Hallelujah. And besides you, God, there is no other. God, we just ask that you'll reach out and touch. Hallelujah. Each and every one that is listening under the sound of my voice, God, that you will reach out and touch them. In a special way, like only you can, because you know the things that are they're dealing with. You know the, the details. You know the end from the beginning. You know what they're going to come up against. And you know what they're in, what they're dealing with. You know what they're coming to and what you know what they're going through. You know this, God. And we just trust, God, that you will... Do the thing that, number one, is pleasing to you, but to keep them, your keeping power, your delivering power, hallelujah, your transformation power, 
by the renewing of our minds. Hallelujah. Your heart transformation power, creating in us clean hearts, God. Renewing, God, your renewing power to renew the right spirit, your Holy Spirit in us, in our lives. God, touch those that need to be touched. And that's all of us. Hallelujah. I want your touch now too, God. Hallelujah. Touch Sister Reza. Hallelujah. Touch little cousin Carl, God. Touch each and every one who is listening who has picked up, who's clicked that, who's pressed that button, God touch. Most of all, God, save those that need to be saved. There is no accident or coincidence in you. You are God of purpose. You've orchestrated order in this universe. You've orchestrated order in our lives. Hallelujah. Sinner and saint alike, we read that, God, and we pray, Father, that you'll tug on the heartstrings of those that have tuned in, the curious, those that are wondering what you're all about. Hallelujah. Show your loveliness. Hallelujah. You're altogether lovely. Thank you, Jesus. Show your loveliness. Show the peace, God, that pass all understanding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless, touch, heal, deliver, set free, and most of all, save. And we'll forever give you the glory, honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lord, we love you today. You know, there is, uh, there's none like God. There's none like him. And we must be doing some things right. Keep us in prayer as far as the ministries and uh, keep us in prayer too, as far as the technology. Um, there's, there's copycats coming up and we found one and it's like little old us. Hmm, why copycat? Why not just be your own? Hmm, do your thing. Be genuine in what you're doing. God is big enough. And he's got plenty enough work for all of us to do. Amen. So those that are watching, we just pray for you and pray that you'll be uh, steadfast in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Carl says, Love only comes from God and Jesus. Yes. Huh? And he's the same. Yes, my brother. It only comes from God. Hallelujah. And he has that agape love, that unconditional love for us. If he didn't, we'd all be in trouble. Hallelujah. He looked beyond our faults and saw our needs. Hallelujah. Touched our hearts and minister to us as unto salvation to save us god is a saving god he's a loving god he certainly is amen amen sister reza god bless you god bless each and every one and be be blessed tomorrow is another day if the lord says the same 
And he, you know, if he stays where, you know, he's given us more time here on earth to work, to get the word out that he saves and he's waiting for people to get saved and come to him. We don't know the day or the hour, but God is soon to come. He really is just like he was prophesied, foretold to come the first time. Well, God is Jesus is certainly coming the second time. He's going to catch up his church, his people. He's going to call us. Hallelujah. Out of the air. He's going to he's going to call us. We're going to be transformed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. God's people. It's called the rapture, the great catching away. So get ready. Be prepared. And if the Lord does tarry and that great catching away does not happen in in the morning, we just pray that you will find your way to the house of the Lord and participate and support the local ministries that you are a part of. Amen. And be a blessing to God's house of prayer. Amen. Be blessed. Be blessed. And I always say, if the Lord says the same, we'll see you next time.